What's up, everyone? This is Adam Mades from DNVR, excited to talk to you about American financing. Everyday bills are high, and everything is still very expensive, which is why, if you own a home, I want you to call our friends at American Financing. Interest rates are lower than they've been in a long time. They're saving their customers, on average, $854 a month by tapping into their home's equity and wiping out high-interest credit card debt. Their salary-based mortgage consultants are in it for you. Their job is to save you money. Call American Financing and tell them DNVR sent you today, and you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. That's 303-695-7000, 303-695-7000, or go to AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, before we get started, I want to tell you about my favorite way to wake up with Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that's made right here in Colorado. Ship straight to your door. Go ahead and order online. Use the promo code DNVR20 and you get 20% off. And I'm telling you, you're really going to like it. Not only are they a great partner for DNVR and have been for a long time, but they really truly are a delicious tasting, unique coffee right here from Colorado. Don't forget, DNVR20, get 20% off. Friday hats backwards, t-shirts oh, on. Oh yeah, what's going on, Eric? Come on, get get with the casual Friday, bro. Don't you know? Welcome in everybody to the DNBA show presented by Manscaped. You're possible, thank You're you. Possible, thank You're you. Possible, thank you. I'm your host Adam Mades. I'm joined today by my esteemed colleague D Line Co. That's right. Here we are, casual Friday. I can't believe I came in with a front facing hat. I really, I really bought I, man, I, stuff. I apologize. Yeah, you know. You'll get better as the show goes on, I promise. I doubt it. Also I doubt it. joined by the man always wearing his Friday attire, Brendan Vote. <laughs> Out of flower shirts today, guys. So I went with the flamingos. Does this fly? What do I think, think it's an upgrade. I think it's Oof, an upgrade. Nice. I like it. You, I actually flamingos you, greater than flowers. Is this like a thing where you don't want to have to buy new clothes when you turn 60, 70, 80 years, years old? So you just want oh, that's part of that's part of it. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking okay. ahead. I'm planning cool. ahead. <laughs> we are joined today by one of our esteemed members at DNVR and uh, somebody that's a real homie. The so homie. much so that we have, we have nicknamed him the homie. It's Miroslav. Miroslav, welcome into the yeah. show. Dobar dan from Serbia. Thank you very much. Hello from the United States of America. <laughs> we, we need to learn some Serbian. You'll get there. You'll get there. We, we, I don't know if we will. I don't, we I don't know if we will either. I probably <laughs> won't, but I do have the Rosetta Stone. I wasn't kidding. So <laughs> right. I really hope you will get there because that means Nikola Jokic stays in Denver for a long time. It's true. Oh, true. We'll, get there. we'll get there. He's also <laughs> twice as likely to talk to me if it's in Serbian, I'm pretty sure. hundred so. percent. I've thought about this before. Like, how hard would it be to learn Serbian? How long do you think it would take you if you really dedicated <laughs> yourself to it? On top of your already responsibilities, I'm not saying like you took a year off of work, but on top of everything sure. else, I think it would take at least two years. Me too. And then you have to factor in that I'm an idiot. So add a yeah. third year on. Double it. At least three. Uh, what do you, yeah, you, what do you think? If you don't come to Serbia, yeah, for sure. It, it's mm. a much different language. Uh, the spelling is really easy because it's phonetic, but the grammar is a bitch. Grammar is really hard. <laughs> if, if you know Latin grammar, this is 20% worse than Latin grammar. So it's it's mm. really hard to, to do it properly. I mean, you can always do Tarzan Serbian, no problem. But, you know, uh, proper Serbian is, is quite hard. Yeah, You really need to be uh, immersed 
like w- with native speakers, right? To really pick yeah. up on I'm, on those. That's all languages. Language. Yeah. But Twitter, oh, I noticed that Twitter oh. doesn't even translate Serbian. Like Twitter is even like that. <laughs> they just give <laughs> up. <Yeah. laughs> we we are just just a just a small market, just like Colorado. So yeah, yeah. If, if my a, a match made in heaven. If my mentions are representative, a lot of curse words, a lot of curse words. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm not yes. sure if my mentions are representative of how <laughs> Serbian language works. Uh, there, there is a saying that that. Uh, uh, the most wonderful curse words are in Hungarian, but when a Hungarian guy oh. wants to curse really hard, he uses <laughs> <it>. so, <laughs> That's, that's so funny. I love that's that. That's a great <laughs> saying. <laughs> yeah. um, we're going to talk today a lot about somebody. I'm su- I'm super in. I'm a student today. We're all students today, actually. Miroslav is going to be the teacher, and I can't wait for it because um, we're going to talk a lot about Serbian basketball and, in, and specifically Dejan Milojevic. Uh, famous Serbian basketball coach who is coming to the U.S. It's actually the reason that Nikola Jokic flew to Serbia and is spending. Oh, it's one of the reasons. I think another one of the reasons is because it's like a refresh, you know, right before the season kicks back up again. We know players are going to have to go into this bubble and be away from family members and friends and then all comforts, really. Um, so I think this was like a last little recharge the battery for Jokic as well as to pay his respects. Uh, to somebody important to him. But we're going to find out why he's important to Jokic, what he means to Serbian basketball, what he means to Jokic specifically, and maybe kind of a hint at what uh, Milojevic will do here when he arrives in the U.S., allegedly joining some NBA team. Not sure which one. We'll probably find out before too long, but we're going to get there. But before <laughs> but before we get to this very interesting discussion, <laughs> the NBA, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I feel like even in the, I don't know what it's been, 14 hours since our last show, even in those 14 hours, I feel like the NBA has sort of unraveled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but we've talked about two two weeks ago when it, or 10 days ago when the NBA was coming back. It's like, yes, it's back. We're going. And then it was like, okay, 90% chance we're back. I don't I might be down to like 60%. Um, 60? Just with some of, the, some of the stories coming out about the NBA, there's going to be a big call later today. It sounds like with over 200 players, not every player wants to come back. I thought this was something that would have been discussed and finalized before all the plans leaked, but it sounds like more and more players are not certain about this. Is that your read on this vote? For sure. And w- one thing with the NBA Players Association and that union is this is a subtive from my perspective from the outside. It seems like at times it's a system that that thinks of and benefits and gives voices to the very 1% of, oh, yes. of players in the NBA. And I- I'm sure particularly in this situation, there are a lot of players who feel like, what they want here has probably not been included in the dialogue. I'm sure LeBron James would like to go for his fourth title. Does everyone else care if LeBron gets that title? No. So th- I was curious if this would be the case and definitely concerning for it to be bubbling up now. Yeah. And, and it, you, it's funny that it's LeBron and Kyrie pitted on opposite sides of each other as it's kind of been a lot in different circumstances mm. over the last three or four years. And I'm not trying to say there's some fracture, although probably, but, uh, but it's just, it's interesting that LeBron, when there was rumors coming out a couple, like a month and a half back that, Oh, some players aren't certain LeBron got Chris Paul. He got Anthony Davis. He got Kawhi Leonard. They all got on a phone call and they said, Hey, let's shut this down. We yeah. all want to play. LeBron said, no player I've talked to doesn't want to be a part of this. Well, turns out he didn't talk to too many players. Yeah. He, yeah. he only talked to the players he wanted to talk to. Uh, Eric, I'll throw it to you. Just what do you make of this? I mean, are you are you concerned seeing some of these reports come out? Well, uh, I mean, if you have dissension amongst the people that we absolutely need to be involved because there's no NBA without the players, then that's definitely concerning. I have not dug too deep into this, but well, I don't it just like happened. Tone. I mean, I'll this say stuff that. is just coming. Yeah, this morning, even the last probably six hours. as we're talking, there'll be new details that come out. I don't like that at all. Like I thought we were online. <laughs> I, I thought we were like I, I mean I got all hyped that you know I got that shot of adrenaline. Jokic lost a bunch of weight. Like what are we doing? Like come on. I know. <laughs> it is so true. We did get that shot of did you get the shot of adrenaline, Miroslav, yesterday seeing Jokic and and uh, just kind of I mean he looks so fantastic, <laughs> right? I mean he looks as good as we've ever seen him. It, it, to me, you're right. It took me back. N- nobody expected that because no. especially because today we know that he needs to be back in the u.s in three days so right. he is for sure not not for more than five days in serbia maybe less so uh so yeah that was a big surprise and we will talk later about why why he did that did this it's it's a pretty nice gesture from him so uh, we were really surprised we were really hyped 
we are on the hype train. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it just looks amazing. It, it really did feel like old times because for one, I mean, I know this is a stupid indicator, but like I haven't been like tweeting that much or whatever on, yeah. just on the timeline, like essential yeah. things and nothing else. Right. Trying to give some space, other things going on. But yesterday it was like, everybody was talking about this for a period of time. And you're kind of like, Oh yeah, this is fun. Yeah, this like, is I what we used to do. And the community <laughs> right. is talking back and everybody yeah. can hear the excitement. It was just, it took you back. You're like, that's right. Sports play yeah. this role in our lives and they sort of like give us this thing and it's funny because it did not last that long because now we're getting some reports and and to be fair we're kind of i think the way we've presented this discussion so far has taken the opposite side of Kyrie, and for a lot of reasons but let's be honest the nba it's the day started by the nba talking about this disney world bubble that they are building the the workers who are going to come to change the sheets and do the dishes and all these things that you need an enormous staff to accommodate this many people those people aren't in a bubble so right. what's the point of a bubble? Right. I mean, I think that that was point number one. We assume, I think, and maybe it's wishful thinking that the NBA has sorted out all of these details. But the sense that I get is they sorted out the top and now they're working their way to the bottom. And the bottom is a lot wider, maybe less important, you know, it, the, the, the moving parts that you can move around the most. But it just seems like there's a lot. Um, that's my concern. Well, and, and well Keith Smith reported today that the sources from uh, Walt Disney World said that nothing is really agreed on yet. It's yeah. still everything is 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 just in in uh, yeah. you know talks. Talks doesn't sound great. Yeah, talk, <laughs> like, I, I thought we were like just waiting. Like plan had been laid. Now we were just waiting for implementation that was basically uh, contingent on the natural you know half life of of coronavirus basically. Keith Smith's first threw out Disney World as a potential suitor and that, you know, he'd heard some things like two months ago. Yeah. So what talks have happened in the last two months? And first of all, if the only talks that have happened are that that the league is going to come back, that doesn't give me confidence that the timeline of, hey, we need these details. June 9th, they're supposed to report to Orlando. Teams are going to fly into Orlando. That's not that far away. That's just a couple weeks. So it does seem to me like there's a lot of things that have to be sorted out. And I, I don't know, my confidence is just a, a little shot. And then, of course, finding out this piece of Kyrie Irving being the representative. I mean, are we being a hater here, Eric? Are we being a hater talking about, <laughs> yes. like, are you kidding me? Kyrie Irving is is, is going to be leading this? We're being a rightful hater. Like, Kyrie Irving represents, um, I mean, he's like just sort of, he's not aligned with our the rules we've all agreed uh, two of reality and physics and uh, like astronomy and things of that nature. So it's going to be, it, it, you know, I, I have a hard time thinking that he has the, um, any of our interests, the viewers in mind. I mean, you know, you could say whether or not that's important, but like we're, we have a symbiotic relationship, the, the player and the viewer. And I, I don't really see. Yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie does not feel look, that way. Yeah. I don't see really see Kyrie looking over to the side like, and, you know, just looking at, their ability to sort of unite people behind this under the banner of the NBA and like sort of again like we were talking about just remember things that are good and happy about life where you have a small little image that pops up on the timeline yesterday and it like invigorates you reminds you that you know like sports are so important because it gives you the opportunity to put feelings towards things that like difficult feelings that exist inside of you, you can put them towards things that ultimately don't matter. And right now, all we have are real life issues. And so everybody's full passion is going towards real life issues, which obviously is important. Yeah, it's a big part of the story. Important. But also at the same point in time, like if we're talking about getting back to uh, normalcy uh, in, in whatever that means, but just finding some footing again, like sports are part of that, you know, sports are part of it because they provide a proxy to, uh, you know, difficult situations. In life, but, so. but certainly not essential, right? And so if, if you're trying to figure out sort of the steps and layers in which we bring things back, like I'm very hesitant to just say, hey, I would really like my sports, so let's get that done. I mean, I, I don't want to tell anyone how to react to this um, if they're worried about safety, if that's an issue, if that's at the top of Kyrie's mind. We, know, we all know so little. I certainly don't have any answers. On the other hand, Kyrie also maybe just hit some peyote this morning and now he's feeling a certain type of way and the rest of us have to deal with it. So when you find out that it's coming from Kyrie, yeah. it is kind of tough to reconcile those things. Um, I don't want to just be a, a, a hater, but I do. But I it's, do. it's I mean, I don't know. Kyrie Kyrie feels feels very strongly about certain things and like how tethered that is to reality or anything practical is 
I think worth being skeptical about at this point. But again, let's not characterize it as Kyrie's the only guy here. I, right. I yep, actually wonder, important. I genuinely yeah, wonder how important. many players feel this way because again, what we hear, we talk about the reporters that really matter in the NBA on a national scale, not the local, a lot of great local writers and, and journalists, but on a national scale, their sources, we all know who their sources are. LeBron is the central piece of so many different people who have influence in the league, right? He's the guy. So when we hear all of this enthusiasm and no players or no owners don't want in part, of, we saw, sort of see the cracks in that early on when they were talking For about sure. the owners. Like, oh, the owners are on board with this. And then you realize like not every owner is and they want different things. Now we're seeing that with the players. And I just wonder what that fraction is. Carmelo Anthony came out and said he wasn't sure. He wants to see. And, you know, what's funny is I think five days ago when Carmelo came out with this report and it was like, oh, Carmelo doesn't want to go on. We all me personally, I sort of dismissed it. But his comments, which he's clarified, I think are actually very thoughtful. He says, it's not that I don't want in. I just want to see the plan. I'm not yeah, going to commit yeah. to something yeah. we haven't even seen. And I think we all just assume that the league had a lot more plans in place than they did. And, and to me, that's the part. Strong agree. And also to tie in, there's another angle to this too, but it, but it's also tied in. I want to take us away from this, this talking point. Chris Haynes also reported significant number of players disappointed. Their voice wasn't heard. Um, right. And others believe that black players sequestered to entertain and ease the league's economic burden amid racial tension is bad optics. So there's another angle to this too, right? Of, of, of a, totally. a mostly black league trying to figure out how they're going to navigate this. Um, Taylor Brooks, uh, is she with Bleacher Report now? She is with Bleacher Report. She reported, I've spoken to multiple players about five days ago. There was a Zoom call of about 50 players discussing what they can do to take a stand regarding the civil rights movement we're in the middle of. They are planning another call tonight with about 150 players to, to solidify what that stand is and stress this only works if they unify. Unify being the key word, not just on that front, Regarding all things here, right, all these these pieces we're trying to put together, it does not seem like there is um, a unified front here and what to do next or what comes next. And that is at the core of my um, unease with this and, and my, my skepticism. Eric, do you think this gets sorted out in short order? Do you think this is a blip and it's just like, OK, there's going to be a call today. The NBA is going to know what players want. And then next week we're back on track. This is very, very tough. This is very, very tough. Obviously, we're talking about uh, things larger than money. We're talking about symbolic uh, issues now. Um, and so I don't know. I don't know what um, the players feel like their role is in all of this. And it's impossible mm. to dictate that to them. Um, you know, it, it's, it's an uncomfortable place to be, obviously. So, you know, we're sort of at the, uh, the mercy of that. But... Um, I, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I really, yeah. it's, it's really difficult for me to even speculate on that. So I, I really hope that we sort of find some communion and some unity through this. Um, and, and people see, sort of see it as an opportunity for, for healing, like, a, like I keep saying. Um, but I also can understand that, you know, when you have leverage, you're, you're able to use it. So this could potentially be that. Um, yeah. It's tough. Let's uh, let's we'll put the the sort of finishing touches on that conversation. I have a feeling it's going to really form the narrative next week. I mean, right now we know very little, but um, I think we're going to learn a lot. Um, and next week's show should be very interesting. But before we go there, and before we move on to what I think is going to be a fascinating and much more uh, joyful conversation, <laughs> we'll take a quick break to tell you about the Jokic Pack. Oh, you might. <laughs> You might actually think in light of recent events that a Jokic pack is a four pack or a six pack, say. but it's actually a 15 pack. That's how yeah. great a shape Jokic is in. He has a 15 pack of We've abs. seen the pictures. We bumped it up from four to 15. Yeah, it's actually like a little confusing because this pack is so fat with beer, with delicious yeah. beer. Like, it's like a, <laughs> I always maybe, forget when I play the uh, sexy music, the ad read has to get a little sexier. Is that right? Does it have pack. to? Is that the requirement? <laughs> 15 pack of copper lager flowing down the beautiful abs. I vote no to the sexy <laughs> quotation talk. Well, also, Allie, you, get out of here. This is, you, this you is my ad read. You guys to, only. You have to, yeah, right? It's sexy for guys only. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, the other thing you have to consider here, Adam, is that people are at work. You know, like, how's, well, I guess there are a lot of them working from home, but all the same, like, you can't distract guys that too much with 
that level of sexiness. Don't you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Head on over to Davidson's. You get curbside pickup, even delivery. Fantastic deals on Mile High City Copper Lager. I'm telling you, just look it up. Look it up. All I'm telling you, look it up. You're thinking about yeah, getting Davidson's some beer tonight. Baby. How many Jokic packs do you think you could consume in one weekend? I'm 36, so I am like 0.7 Jokic packs yeah. in a full weekend. But well, Miroslav's like, hold on, a 15 pack? Come on, that's called, a, that's called happy hour here yeah, in step, Serbia. Step up. Let's get that Eastern European. So it, is it 5% alcohol, 6% it is, alcohol? It's 5%. Yeah. Asking the relevant uh, questions. I like that you're doing well, okay. You know he has a real detailed answer when he's asking about the alcohol. Uh, <laughs> I, I know what I, I can do. You know, so. <laughs> so how many Jokic packs uh you think you could put away at a weekend, Miroslav? Putting you on the spot. 0.5. Okay, Point all right. Five. There you go. There you go. That's about me as well. I, I'm older than you. I'm 40, so. <laughs> Adam, that's go. not even. That's not true. Adam and I went to the DNVR bar last Saturday. It's true. It's actually a fact. Over a period of eight hours, Oof. and vote as well. Excuse me, you were there. I don't know if you remember. Um, we drank um, <laughs> an unbelievable. <laughs> we like, we drank two Jokic packs a piece. I think that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was ready well. to go before the member bought us two pitchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then uh, I brought over a picture at the end of the night of uh, yeah that was a delicious. weird choice yeah and i was i was met with an f you it was that kind of, <laughs> oh. <laughs> also this weekend guys starting tomorrow night mostly going to be running all day sunday the wgt dnvr open 18 holes of golf lots of fun see if you can beat me i'm i think i've come in top two in dnvr over the last three tournaments so i guess you could yeah, say i'm the best of the dnvr crew i guess that's Mirosla, do you have uh have you downloaded this are you playing along with this well, I installed the app to support you guys, but uh, uh, I don't have the time. But actually, <laughs> when you play live, it's it's not good time for me. So, oh, that's true. So it's hard. Well, I, I just do, you know, exhibition games. On, well, there you go. Everybody own. else, you don't have an excuse if you're if you're here in the states. <laughs> WGT, the DNVR Open, get on it. Um, all right, so now let's get to the the real meat of today's conversation and talk about Dehan Milojevic. So yeah, Jokic yeah. goes, Miroslav, I'm going to let you take the wheel here, but just to set the stage, Jokic goes out there. He wants to celebrate his former coach. Tell, tell me about him, but also tell me what you know about Jokic's relationship to him. I assume just seeing Jokic come to life. I mean, we have this video. I'm just going to play it, Ali, here. Oh. I mean, you can see we were talking about this yesterday. Look how happy he is. Look how light and just bouncing and. And, and, and carefree, he just is. joyful. Full of life. You, you, you see this guy with Shone on his back? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so th this is the guy drafted by Denver. Oh. It's it's what? Nenad Miljenovic. I think he was drafted by Denver. I would what? think I would remember this. Nenad. I don't remember oh, that one. No, sorry. No, no, it's not Den. No, no. I, I made a mistake. It's going to say, man. Not by know. Denver. Yeah, yeah. If you're telling I, me I a player that the Nuggets guy. drafted that I don't know about, I probably I know. I was like, job. I was about to panic. Oh, no. I was about to Google. No, no, I, I was thinking about <laughs> other guy. Okay, no. they, they look similar, but it's not the same guy. Sorry. Okay. Well, tell me about Dan. Well, uh, Dan uh, is a famous basketball player. First of all, he he was the best power forward in Europe from like 2000 to 2008. During that uh, time, he was playing for. Uh, Budućnost Podgorica in Montenegro and then for Partizan Belgrade in Serbia. And he was uh, part of the uh, Yugoslavian national team back then. And he was the European champion in 2001 and uh, world champion in 2002 in Indianapolis. It was the team that beat USA in quarterfinals. And it was like a home game in Indianapolis wow. because there were like 10,000 oh, right. In the, oh, wow. in the in the stands, so it <laughs> was a wild. beautiful game. Yeah, it's, that's that's a thing for a completely completely other story. Uh, I mean, for a completely other 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 situation because it's it's a big story this game. Uh, so he was a very famous player. Uh, his career was cut short a bit. He didn't play until like he was thirty five or something like that because he had some sort of Injury, but uh, uh, right how, after so he how big is he? Because he said he's a he's, power he's, forward. He's only six six. He's only six six. So only, only in six, order six. In, in order to be uh, the best power forward in Europe, because in Europe one thing guys have is height. 
Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, we are not lacking height in, in Europe. So to be 6'6", and to be the best power forward, you need to be really, really good. He had all the, all the tricks in his bag. And uh, this is one of the reasons why he is now such a good coach. Because he was really, really skilled. And just after he finished his uh, playing career, he moved to, to Mega to be the GM of this team from uh, okay. 2010 to 2012. Real quick, I want there's two. I'm, I'm going to keep stopping you because I want you to tell yeah, the story, but I sure. want to kind of go beat by beat. Sure. So number one, he was a skilled power forward. So this is interesting because I thought he was a point guard. I don't know why. No, no, no. In my head, I had a picture. To, I, I, he was a point guard to me. So the fact that he is a big and a skilled big is sort of meaningful to me because we're talking about a guy that trained Jokic and – yeah. Jokic is a skilled big, so I imagine that's an important aspect of of that relationship. Yeah, very very much. Uh, when uh, I'm skipping steps a bit, sure. but uh, we don't when uh, we don't skip steps. <laughs> when uh, when Jokic came to Mega in uh, 2012, it was the first first season Milovic started working as a coach there. Okay, he was only 17 and. Uh, he wasn't able to play at all. Actually, the way Mirko Rajnatovic, his uh, agent, discovered him is he was reading the local uh, sport newspaper that was following all the possible leagues. And he just read that there is some kid uh, playing in Novi Sad for Vojvodina, 16 years old, putting like 30, 20, and 5 every every match. <laughs> so so he... He said, uh, uh, but this is quite normal actually at this very young age. So he sent his scout to Novi Sad to check him out and he asked him, is this boy maybe, you know, uh, really developed for his age? Maybe he's looking older than the other guys. Maybe he has a lot of muscles. And, sure. and the guy said, yeah, this is just a huge wobbly guy. <laughs> with, 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 with a great touch and that's it that's and awesome. then he said okay okay bring him to to, to mega then we can huh. work with him huge i love this story that. for a couple reasons <clears throat> namely like these are the stories you hear about like great blues musicians or something like way back oh. in the day like everything seems so refined yeah. now and it's like okay we have all the scouting before you get anywhere but you hear stories about back in the day like i was at a tavern and he was playing the guitar like, I never just gets heard on and, the piano yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and now he's a star just, it feels like that but do you think there's a single piece of footage from Jokic during this time or maybe there is and we already know about it but this time when he's playing at this very low level I don't remember I, I ever saw that. Hmm. It's it's because it's uh, you know under seventeen league. Nobody is is I mean somebody is filming it you know just for the for the purpose of training, but uh, it's not something you can easily find on YouTube. Well, maybe right. now that Jokic is so famous, maybe maybe there is something. I never saw it really. This is I think when I come to Serbia, which sadly is probably not going to be for another year at least. But when I come to Serbia, I think maybe this will be one of my goals will be mm -hmm. to like unearth as much footage as possible from yoga <laughs> to bring it to the world. It's got to be, there's got to be somebody that has a camera, you know, with some old footage of Jokic for some reason. I'm, cu I'm curious, Muslav, when did uh, Jokic become part of your, when were you become, when did you become aware of him? Like when did Jokic become part of your world? Well, uh, I'm a, I'm a bit of a diehard. So I knew of him uh, in his second season in, in mega because his first season, he didn't play at all. He couldn't make a single push-up. So then said, this guy cannot play. I don't want him to get hurt and ah. never play again. So he was just he was just working on, on his uh, conditioning and his shape and uh, of course on some on some of the skill as well. And he, he wouldn't let him play for a for a whole year. And in his second year, that is uh, 2013, 14. He just came and became the, the, the MVP of the Adriatic League, just like which that. is like the, the, the second best league in Europe. Right. So yeah. uh, the thing Dan always uh, speaks about Jokic is that he is an extremely fast learner. He would have a bunch of moves to show him and he would show it, you know, some kind of uh, pivoting move or whatever under the under the the basket and uh, Jokic would come back to the next practice making it perfect, just perfect. So he would just 
give him another one, another one, another one. So basically, in three years with Dan, he for sure learned everything Dan ever knew as the best power forward of Europe, like for eight seasons. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a cool story. Man, and after, cool. yeah, after second season, then the Nuggets actually drafted him as a MVP of the Adriatic League. Before that. They drafted him before yeah. the MVP season. It's true. Oh, sorry. Then the, it was the third season that he became the MVP. But he, he was already really good in the second season. Yeah. But then, then they drafted him. Then he came back to Mega, played another year, became the, 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 the MVP. And then he had a signed contract of the pre-contract with Barcelona. He was a, supposed to play next season for Barcelona. And then he played a game, the last game for Mega. A lot of scouts from Barcelona were there, and he played a terrible game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, they just said, oh, no, we don't want to touch this guy. <laughs> so he came to, he came actually, he came to Denver just to, to, to learn, because mm. he didn't have a, a clue that he would be given a, a single minute. A single right. minute. It, was, it wasn't in plans, really. Yeah. Probably for craft beer, too. That is yeah. the, the Jokic sort of like story and experience is like in real time watching him you know with the pushing of others realize like no you are that good yeah. you are better well, than this guy and the next guy and, and i also next. love the story he told because one of my favorite lines eric you've ever uttered is the uh Jokic is a goldfish he <laughs> grows to the size of his bowl and yeah. it's funny because the story you just told Miroslav about you know you teach him a move and it's like, okay, I absorbed that. I learned. It's like the more you sort of give him, the bigger, it's just like he levels up every time. And that's how I feel watching him in the NBA is it's like, oh, he just, there's a checklist of things a player has to learn. And it just seems like he just goes through the checklist and just keeps adding new little lessons. And a lot of players go through the checklist and don't ever check them off. But it's just like, well, <laughs> we'll see what sticks with them. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's really fascinating. I, I want to ask what type of person is, day on like what what's his personality what's his i'm not even asking stylist of coach but is he a fun guy is he an intense guy is like what, what is he well i don't know what what he is like outside of the training but uh, everybody playing for him said that his trainings are extremely tough extremely demanding and they're very grateful to him because you know those hard trainings always pay off so uh Mega has a really good, uh, you know, training facilities and everything. It is a very uh, well-organized club. Interesting thing about Mega is because it is a kind of an artificial club because Mishko Rajnatovic is the owner of Mega and he's the right. basketball agent. So what he did, actually, he took his best young players and just put them in his mm. own club. <laughs> and this club... It's like a showcase team, it, basically, yeah. Yes, it, it is a showcase. It, it's, I don't know if there is another team like that in the whole world. Huh. So basically, the thing about Mega is they never compete for the championship. They don't care about that. Oh, the only yeah. thing they, they care about is develop their players as huh. much as possible during the season. And, you know, if they get to the semifinals or whatever, that's great, you know, but <laughs> absolutely no pressure of result on this team. So these are actually two reasons why nobody in Serbia is a Mega fan. Nobody is a fan of really? Mega. Yeah, we, we have really fans of, of Partizan Belgrade, of Red Star Belgrade, of, of other Those are teams, the only but... two I've heard of. Is there a third one that people are fans of? <laughs> Partizan and Red Star, and sometimes I get okay. arguments so, in my mentions. So about it. 90, 90, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's crazy. 95% of people in Serbia uh, are fans of either Partizan or, or, or Red Star. So, of course, there are some local teams and, and guys supporting them, but these are really the diehards, you know, like 300 crazy guys, you know, <laughs> cheering for their team, you know, in, in other cities outside of Belgrade. Both, who is both your team? Yeah, who is your team? Are you comfortable saying or do you? <laughs> no, no, of course, it's Partizan Belgrade. It's the greatest basketball team of, of Serbia. And uh, let's say second or third best uh, team from old Yugoslavia because team from split Croatia that used to be called uh, Yugoplastica was a three-time European champion. Partizan was one-time European champion. Cibona from Zagreb, from Croatia, once. Bosna from Bosnia was once as well. So during the 80s, it was much easier to become the champion of Europe, of the Euroleague, than to be a champion of Yugoslavia. 
because it was like seven oh, consecutive yeah. years of Yugoslavian teams just winning, winning it all. It was it was a really good good league back then. But I'm digressing. This is not the team. <laughs> it's so interesting. It I'm is. Sorry, so interesting. We're we're engrossed. We're listening. This is like so interesting to me. Yeah. Um. All right. So he's he can be an intense coach. But it seems like players really like him. I mean, Michael Malone's an intense coach. I, I think Jokic can handle intense. This is one of the things that's funny about Jokic is I think a lot of people, for whatever reason, the Americans just view Europeans, all Europeans, first of all, as the same. Like, yeah. if you're from England, you're the same as if you're from yeah. Poland or Spain or whatever. True? Like, yeah, it's just all the same people. <laughs> and then, uh, But then also that they're all soft. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, this guy's yeah, going to yeah. have to be coddled and he's going to have to, like, not like physicality. And it's funny because Jokic looks the part. I think like, I'm not yeah. trying to be mean about it. He has no like tattoos. You know, he doesn't like, he's got wobbly. a, he, he's wobbly. He's like, around, yeah. and he laughs a lot, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but like, Yo- Jokic, I think likes to wrestle with everything. You know what I mean? Like he, he kind of enjoys that thing. And it sounds like Dayon is sort of uh, cut from the same cloth or so, so to speak. No, no, I know they love him, you know, but you know, the training part, it's, it's really hard. And it's actually, you know, in, in most of, 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 uh, Serbian team, the training part is really hard, you know, because, you know, it's it's a small, small uh, player base. You only have like 8 million people in Serbia and some some people living outside of Serbia that migrate to Serbia. So it's a small base of players. And if you want to be really good, like top five in the world, you need to train hard. Uh, you need to be the best prepared team on every tournament. Yeah. I have a theory about this. I want to bounce off you. This is a real digression. But, you know, <laughs> when I think about just the European method from everything I've read, and this goes through soccer, this goes through uh, other things as well. It seems like in Europe, there's a lot of training and not a lot of playing, especially at the lower levels. Like we're going to go in here and we're going to work on these fundamentals. We're going to do this and that. And I think at the U.S., there's a lot of AAU. Now, this is I'm, I'm making this way too simple, simplified, but it's a lot of playing games. And I think one thing that people do is they talk about one as being virtuous or more virtuous than the other. Like, well, we work on our fundamentals more than we just play. I actually think both are equally equal in importance. I think part of what happens with American style players is that they gain a level of creativity and autonomy because they've been playing unstructured. But there's drawbacks to that because maybe they're less fundamentally sound in certain key areas and, and vice versa. I'm curious what you think with regards to just how players train in in Serbia specifically, and maybe what the right balance is between playing and learning through that, through through just random playing versus being taught how to do a thing. Okay, so outside of top twenty clubs in Europe that play Euroleague, all the other clubs or most of the other clubs only play one game per week. It's crazy. It 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 goes to like let's say 30 games for this, the whole season, then they have some kind of playoff and that's it. They have a, also the, the the cup tournament, you know, in the middle of season somewhere, that's up to three games and that's it. But if you play Euroleague, it changes completely because now you have 30 games in your national league and you have another 30 or mm. I think, uh, no, it's actually... 38? It's a lot, though. No, it's 30. It's 30. It's 30 in in, in EuroLeague as well, and plus the National uh, Cup, and then you have two of the the, uh, playoffs, both in National League and EuroLeague, and then it it can go even even higher than in in the NBA. It it can go to up to 100 games. So when you go there, it's it's all the same like like in the NBA really. But I'm even talking about lower levels. Like me growing up playing AAU, there were times where I would play 15 games in a weekend, like in a, over the course of three days, which is just like <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous when you think about. Because sometimes it would be like, all right, you're you're playing at 10 a.m. noon, two, three, four, and eight, and it's like, all right, it's just this is ridiculous. Well, this, is, this is normal for for young teams as well. I mean, for okay. under 16, under 17. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's it's very normal here as well. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. all right. Um. It's usually during the weekend, so you know you have like five games during the weekend, and then right. you have the week off to go to school. You know. So. All right, let's take one more break, and when we come back, uh, let's talk about this weekend and or this week, I guess it is, and why Jokic is there, and 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 maybe some of the importance of that. Um, before we do, they're going to tell you about DraftKings, and of course, this weekend we have. The very exciting golf tournament. I don't even know what it's called. It's actually whatever it's professional the PG, golf. It's the Charles Schwab oh. Challenge. The Charles, graphic. The Charles Schwab. Well, yeah, I was going to say this isn't WGT because no, the WGT, no, is, Den- the NBR Open, 
even more important than uh, the PGA Tour. Oh, but, uh, no, we have the real golf to bet yeah, on. Yeah, there's actually yeah, a real yeah, golf yeah. one that you can bet yeah. on. And guys, look, if you're into sports gambling, I know not everybody is, but you're thinking about your board this weekend, throw a little bit of money on a hole. It's just, it's so much fun. If you're bored on your couch, you have $10 yeah. to, to lose. Throw it on DraftKings. You never know. My, this, I mean, this tournament's happening right now. So there is live golf betting as we speak. In fact, the line that we were going to, our bet that we were going to give out for the leader after two is already closed. Because, Did we win? Uh, well, our man, Harold Varner third. We That's only right. picked him because it was like Will Barton the third. <laughs> Will Barton the third is still holding on strong. So we would have won. That was our. Well, lock. but th- not everyone is finished with their round. Oh, okay. but it, it's well. looking good. But yeah, it seems like he was the tied for the lead after round one too. So he's coming in with a little bit of heat. All right, him. just like I predicted. Just like he predicted. <laughs> but what um, about you? Every week we have a lock. We gave it to Harrison, but let's be honest, he's not here, so we can talk some shit about him. Not the best. Not the best gambler. Not the best no. guy to be giving gambling. I advice. think Harrison's pulling those out of his ass. Let's go to Eric. <laughs> Eric, on the other hand, is is an incredible gambler. So, well, Eric, I, listen, what is your lock? You have a oh lock for God. us this weekend. See, this is tough because, I mean, I prefer like my the reason why I've been so successful as a gambler, as you pointed out, is that I like to watch the matches unfold. I like the live betting. It's all about live betting. It's all about legal betting and being able to take advantage of things where you don't have to. You know, like in Uncut Gems, go talk to your bookie who's in the back of the kitchen, uh, yeah. figure things out, like throw things down, and then you have the whole weekend running around trying to figure out whether you win or not. Like, this is instant gratification, right? So, uh, like, I'm loving, uh, we've got Gary Woodland and Phil Mickelson live. We need to have Phil get nearest to the hole after the tee shot on hole four. That's your lock? Lock! That's a lock, a stone cold lock, but we got time, so you can lock it in. Say that again. What's the bet? So you gotta get in, but it near it's live golf betting. Yeah. Once you log in, you can see um there are you know various prop bets that show up, but there's nearest to the hole is one of those. Oh, I love that. I love that one. I know. I love uh, I film there's so much tension and it's immediately oh either gosh. rewarding or punishing. That's what absolutely. it is. So great. I was yes, absolutely I was I, I felt so proud and so embarrassed so quickly after each one of my bets. And it's just amazing. But also, I want to mention, um, there is currently an odds boost for our beloved Colorado Avalanche to shift gears just a little bit uh, to win the Stanley Cup. And odds boost. Odds boost. And if you take advantage, and this is another amazing thing about legal I think I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, you pump right your now. odds. So, like, I, I have currently bet, I think, $20.00. And if the abs win, I get three hundred and twenty. Dude, you have to take these bets. When they give the odds boost, it's like them saying like the the odds are very scientific, right? Like yes. there's a mathematical thing. When they give the boost, it's like we're scro- throwing that out. Just we yeah, want to get you from, in. The odds went from plus eight hundred to plus fifty. This is why DraftKings is great. I went on last week and I made a bet that you literally couldn't lose at. I was either going to win fifteen dollars or yeah. fifty. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, Feel I got to read this lost. last part to get out of this one. <laughs> Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of the first deposit bonus and a first bet match each up $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sports book for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Booyah. Boom. Done with it. <laughs> all right. So Miroslav, and you can feel free to take us backwards if, if we need to go backwards at all. Um, but I want to talk about this weekend and just, you know, the importance of day on sort of having the send off or I guess, was it a send off? Is that the point of it all? Well, uh, uh, a week ago, uh, or maybe a couple of weeks ago, I, I don't remember because everything is a blur now. No kidding. Uh, yeah. Mega already had a, a big uh, party uh, introducing the new coach called uh, Vlado Jovanovic. He's a re- really good young coach. And uh, usually when you introduce the new coach, that means that the old coach is, you know, screaming somewhere. In behind, you know, because he's pissed off, he's not there anymore. But this was actually the agreement a year before that this would be the last season of Dan Milovic in Mega. So uh, he already knew that he's probably going to the NBA. We don't know, could be the 76ers, could be the Nuggets, could be something else. It, that was just a rumor. So when they did this, uh, this second show, the send-off show for Dan Milovic, that was really touching. They played a basketball game, I believe, between, I don't know, the young players of, of Mega Club. And there were a lot of uh, former players of Mega, including Nikola Jokic. And that was a really, really great gesture from him, you know, to, to cross the, the Atlantic Ocean 
just yeah. to, to, to come to, to honor his former coach, who he will probably be seeing more next season when oh. he comes to the States. I thought it was a great gesture of him, too, to just give us um, content for the timeline. Really appreciate it. <laughs> that was nice of Jokic. Being seen. <laughs> I don't know if you have the video of, of the guys that made for, for Dan. It was uh, made by by Nikola Jokic, by uh, Boban Marjanovic, by... I don't have Lisa it because it was in Serbian, so I, I mean, I just didn't... <laughs> okay. Okay. Basically, uh, it was like four NBA players, former players of, of Dan Milovic, just making a tribute video, short two-minute tribute video for him, just saying how hard he was on them and how grateful they are uh, uh, Nikola Jokic joked joke that he had to make like 100 million suicides every season <laughs> with with uh, with Dan, and Dan would just scream at him, "Run, Fatso, run! You, <laughs> you really need that now." So I need, so, I need yeah. this guy in my life. Dan. I know. <laughs> no, but you you need to be a real icon to be able to to sure. speak to to players like that. You know? Sure, they they really admire him because he. He, he was really because he wasn't a very experienced player in 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 first Jokic senior season. It was also the first season for Dan Milovic, so he needed to be a legend mm. to be to be able, you know, to to push players like that. So. so so Jokic isn't just there as a Serbian figure. He he has a a, a relationship with him. They they work together. They like each other. I mean, this we can infer uh, all of this. I, I will tell you, the Boban Marjanovic was also his player. Ivica Zubac was his player. Goga Pitazde was his player. All these guys, for sure, love Milovic, but you know, it, it, it must be the special place in Jokic's heart yeah. to, to, to be the only one really to, 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 to cross the ocean and, and yeah. Do you be there. do you think it would be a, a positive thing if he was joining Denver Stash? I mean, I don't think it's happening. I mean, I, I pro, it's entirely possible this is under wraps. You can't announce, but, but you would know. Yeah. Man, maybe. I think I would. I think I would know, but you know, maybe not. Um, do you do you think it would be a positive if he was joining Denver Stash? It's it's hard to say. I mean, uh, Jokic would be very happy, of course, but uh, I I believe this this is one thing. Dan Milovic is the assistant coach in Serbia national team. So the, the main coach is Igor Kokoshkov. Dan right. Milovic is his first assistant. And he will be, I believe, the next uh, next national coach of Serbia. So you can expect to, Dan Milovic to have a similar path to, to Igor Kokoshkov because these guys know each other. You know, it's, it's just, you know, the, what's the word? Uh, I don't know. Familiarity. Yeah, the familiarity. Everybody knows everybody, you know, in, in one line of duty, you know. So they know what they know. So I think, I think he will be a great coach in, in the NBA. I think Jokic. This is both a criticism of Jokic, but also not. Look, it's impossible for me to put myself in Jokic's shoes and know his perspective. I don't know that Jokic has made an enormous effort to not really like assimilate. It's not the right word, but just to sort of like ingrain himself in Colorado. We've talked about this before, I think, on the show, but. When I see the videos like the ones the, like like this one and you just see like how much he comes to life, like I, I do want to think that I think he could use more comforts. I think Wancho being here, I think Vladko being here has been huge for him, like just having some of these guys. But I also wonder if he just more just expanding that circle for him. And I wonder if that's a thing the Nuggets as an organization can try to do. Of course, they brought in uh, Ogi Stojakovic, and I think that has been important to him. But I wonder okay, if Ogi, Ogi is there for longer than, than Nikola. Ogi is there like two seasons more than, than Nikola. Right. Actually, well, maybe it was only it. one. I think they might have. one, yeah. I wonder if that was the reason that they brought him over. I always assumed it was, but you're right. It was here a year a year earlier, mm -hmm. which is when they drafted Jokic. But he wasn't honestly, I never I never heard of Ogi Stojakovic before. I I, I seen him in, in Nuggets stuff. Yeah. I, I guess he is a great coach because everybody seems to be very high on him. I really enjoy but him, man. I enjoy talking. He's to a very likable guy. Extremely yeah. likable. To um, me, he looks he looks really scary. He looks like a KGB agent. <laughs> You know, when he's it's sitting behind the players. <laughs> if he's coming out Arturis, I would like be like 100% yeah. Ogi. And I guess I could see it if I just saw like the mugshot or whatever. No, man, but, like, Ogi's like everyone's friendly neighborhood Ogi. And he's just every like, now and then he'll just like pull a meme up or something and walk and show you. And you'll be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Very he's much funny has, like Jokic's, I think, like personality in a lot of ways. But um Oh, huh, that's a, that's really interesting. Can we bring on Ali? Can we bring on? We have a uh, Chill Ducey in the background here. Let's um uh, let's bring him on. 
onto the show. Oh, there child, it is. Child Uzi. Some people are calling him Child Uzi, but it's Child Uzi, I think, is correct. It's I love it. If you guys want to call me Deuce, I would love it, but really Deuce? Want. Is that, we'll is that how you usually We might have Deuce? to work our way there. Yeah. yeah. you got to put that I've as your name. Like, if you, you have all the power here, if you just put it, your name as Deuce, we'd be powerless against that. That's a great point. Deuce. It's like Huckleberry. <laughs> I'm not happy with Chill Deucey. I made it when I was like 18, but I feel like I got to just roll with it. I actually think it's a super, super great nickname, Chill Deucey. That's a very good handle. I wish I could go back and redo my handle from back in the day. Because for one, I wish nobody knew my name. Chill Adam. (laughs) Chill Adam. Child Adam. What do you think of this conversation we've been having? I mean, one of the cool things I think most Denver Nuggets fans feel is that we've been you know, lucky enough to get to really know Serbians through this and Serbian culture. I don't want to say that I, by any means I'm an expert of it, but it's been fun talking to different people. What, what have you thought as you've been listening to Miroslav tell these stories? Yeah, I mean, it's incredible just getting to know Serbians on Reddit, Twitter. Um, I think the most interesting thing for me is I think there's that like Sports Illustrated feature and uh, Serbian basketball culture is just so uh, like yeah. so cool. And I think like as Nuggets fans, obviously, we got that through Jokic, but we can totally relate to it. Yeah. And it's just really interesting. I love underdogs of the world united, coming together. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Denver is good, we, good in that we, way. Serbia is technically not the underdog. We are uh, five times from Denver. Well, I would you take us under your wing. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, I lost my trade of the, Oh, I, you, that mentioned awesome. sport, you mentioned the Sports Illustrated thing. I, somebody put this to us on Twitter the other day. It might have been you, actually, uh, Deuce. But uh, will Jokic make the body issue? And would he participate in this? Number one, yes. Number two, no chance in hell. <laughs> There's no way Jokic would be like, yeah, I'll do the body issue. They w- he would do it if they let him do it his way. Like if he gets I to know. pick the props and the pose and the background. Like if he, yeah, like if he was uh, naked, doing, like recreating that TikTok video. From, uh, <laughs> Just standing behind Dreamcatcher, brushing it. I was, I was about to make a Jamal Murray joke. But, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, you did. You just did. Yeah. I will cut you out. I will take you out. Yeah, this is the internet, but it's still like not the internet you know yeah. <laughs> we have bosses and stuff but you know yeah. kevin love it happened right kevin love got ripped and then was on the body issue and it was like oh wow, look at this so maybe maybe uh yoke we've talked my, to the body we need to move on my, my lakers my lakers buddy texted me about the kevin love thing and i was like he no don't compare him to kevin love it's magic johnson and then he I love out the chat the kevin love comp though it's not it's not that he lost weight it's he just like looks like a different person it looks like sexy, the energy though, yeah. the the, oh, the, the vibes he's feeling himself it's a glow up who uh child Usi, who would you say your favorite male body belongs to <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean we're, we're discussing him right now it has to be it has to be Jokic. Uh, what a great show go. what a great show <laughs> man i can't figure out why these guys don't want to talk to us more like, <laughs> jesus come you know, on the show I, I absolutely love you guys okay like that bomber jacket is fly like, where <laughs> i i put this in the chat like the the bar is so low with Jokic. I, like I said, this is what Jared Bednar would work out in. Like this is yeah, like, that's true. That like is he, true. Jared Bednar would like show up to Walmart wearing this. And be like, what actually? I have a question for you, Miroslav Djokovic. What is his sort of? I know he's like an mm. icon. He's like is he the, he's the top of the top. I'm guessing Serbian athletes. Um, but I've heard he's kind of a prickly personality. Like people love him, but just he's known as like a rough. Well, uh, uh, actually, everybody loves him until uh, maybe couple of years ago or maybe less than that he actually had too much time on uh, for his uh, thoughts during the corona uh, <laughs> breakdown uh, <laughs> so he's well said <laughs> too much time for his thoughts i, I like that. that so he he just started to go in in like Kyrie irving way <laughs> sure, yeah. Sure. Oh, well. yeah. A, a bit so yeah we are not very i mean you know 50 percent or 60 percent of serbs still still adore him uh, even more with that because yeah, yeah. he's like do you guys follow tennis anyone here yes a little, a a little. little. i mean follows so the, the career <laughs> arc of uh jokovic uh was he like came on early and he was like had he would have like had temper issues he would like withdraw from matches he was like um 
always very talented, sounds like our but, guy yeah like he was always very talented but he just had issues with focusing and, and like all of a sudden he got in incredible incredible shape and then it's been ever since then he, he became dominant it's like let's a very, go this is incredible i mean eric are you trying to get me all yeah, hot and bothered at oh, goodness man on a friday I'm ready Oof. for a drink he, and he also like his career is like juxtapositioned against like better and nadal yeah. who everybody loves like everybody yeah. loves those guys so he was kind of like the villain even though he's been just as you know, almost as dominant as that. Miroslav, he is like number culturally, he's like number one, right? Like you see, like the yeah, most he, famous celebrated Serbian. He he is, and actually he's a, a a bit of a sacrifice of the small market in Serbia because you have Roger Federer, who is Swiss, but yeah. his mother is from England, mm-hmm. so everybody in the West uh, West yeah. world uh, thinks of him as, as himself, and you have Rafa Nadal, who is Spanish. So, you know, half the world loves, loves him, you know, because of the Spanish people nations. And then you have Djokovic from a small country. Right. It was really easy to make a villain out of him. See, Serbia you know, is underdog. See? No, it, <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, as, as a country, it, 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 it's, just, it's just a huge basketball country. Right, right. Yeah. If, you, if you let me, the biggest basketball country in the world, if you ask me, uh, relative to the their population is Lithuania, Lithuania yeah. yeah, because Lithuania is like three million people, and, they and they're really balls. good at basketball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you get Serbia because in Lithuania basketball is number one sport for sure. In Serbia is a toss up between football and and basketball. Mm-hmm. It's not your football. Big Drew no, Lock people. In no, nobody can. Nobody cares about the American sports. Uh, get this guy out of here. Uh, it's true, but sorry, it's true. No, you're right. No longer. No, I like lobby. knocking football down a peg, man. They're, like, they're, they're, they're a little too high over here. It doesn't mean that. Yeah, you know, we do have rugby, which is a much better sport. So, well, uh, <laughs> hey, we have rugby too, Marisol. Well, we used to. Football is people. The thing I don't think that people outside of the U.S. really grasp until they're in the U.S. is that football is such a production. Like we literally plan oh, our yeah. weeks around it. Uh-huh. Like, it's it's yeah. it's a day of the week in the U.S. like sort of calendar. And um, and during Super Bowl week, whether you watch it or not. Your week has also been planned around exactly. One hundred percent. This is dictating everything that's happening. All these commercial, these culturally, then like you go to a game and you're just like, oh, like so tens bitter. of millions of dollars are spent so on this bitter. sort of show. Unbelievable. So, Football's yeah. a great sport. It is yeah. great. I'm just telling you, I, people maybe don't understand how that is because you go to a you go to a basketball game, Partizan versus Red Star. It's a big event. There's all these oh, yeah. things, but there's not jets flying over. Like there's not a military <laughs> parade that takes place preceding the game. <laughs> Michael Jackson pops up yeah, from the end of stage. We, we don't have the budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, the budget, I, don't make Michael true. Jackson pop up from the stage. That's a waste of money. <laughs> well, we have to roast uh, Chill Doocy here, so uh, it, it's a, it's time for America's favorite game—the game sweeping the country. Oh, boy. Are the you world. ready for this, Deuce? I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is the easiest. I'm not saying it's easy. No, I'm saying it's this the easiest. No, you're, no you don't don't put that. On. I still have PTSD from last time when I just completely. My, I've never felt my mind so blank. You understand oh, how no. many times we talk about that all the time, too. Man. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. And of course, Miroslav, you know the rules. You can be the special helper. You can help Chill Ducey to win what I consider to be one of the greatest prizes in, in history. It's it that, feels that like what, kismet. Chill Ducey winning the cooler. Oh, man, that would be your right. It's so <laughs> fitting. We got to have it happen. All right, number one Which team does Ben Simmons play for? Philly 76ers. Nicely done. That's right. Even producer Ali. Hey, I'm going to fact check that one really quick. Yeah. <laughs> Ali, can you confirm or deny? That's true. <laughs> Number two. What is the name of the CBD infused coffee that sponsors the DNBA show? Uh, I have purchased it because I love to support DSN and DNBA. Uh, Strava, Strava Craft. Coffee. There you That's go. Cool. Strava or Strava. I don't actually know. Strava, yes. Either way. Um, Number three. What is the name of the commissioner of the NBA? Adam Silver. Oh, man, I told you these were easy. You guys are killing me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought, I, Adam asked that. I was like, we might get a David Silver in there. You hear oh, David geez. Silver every now and then. All right. <laughs> Number four, what is the name of – hey, I guess this one we didn't change from yesterday, so you get a free roll. What is the name of the sports book that, that, that supports Draft, the NBA show? DraftKings. Honestly, yesterday yeah. I was like – Oh, really? It's a good <laughs> thing this is a recycled one. Wow. All right, number five. This is for a prize. This is a big one here. Which players 
How this is? How did this one not change either? It's another recycled. <laughs> Which Harrison's gone and we're falling apart. Which player has never played for the Phoenix Suns? John Bender, John Jackson, or Luca Doncic? <laughs> I think it's Luca. It's definitely Luca. We're a little too casual for this casual yeah, this Friday. Is, we need to uh, raggedy Friday. I'm I'm literally placing a bet on my phone right now. Half <laughs> King, so all right, you, you, you won a prize, Jill Ducey. Congratulations, but we're gonna keep going. There's no risk. You keep your prize. You can just collect another one. Number six. Who is the coach of the Miami Heat? Uh, <laughs> Eric Smolka. Well done. I thought that that one would trip up some people. Man, this guy watches Sports Center. Yeah. (laughs) Number seven. What three teams has Mason Plumley played for in his NBA career? Brooklyn Nets, Blazers, and Nuggets. Man, he is rolling, Miroslav. Did you know all these, Miroslav? Yep, I did. Okay, well, good answer. Guys, I would say answer. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight. No way of knowing if he's telling the truth or not. Great answer. Number eight. Which Nuggets player is featured on the NBA Stonks Report graphic? On DNBA. Uh, Nikola Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> Very happy. That's that, that was the big uh, wrench we were going to throw you. So. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, who's in the news lately? All right, num- number nine. What number did Dikembe Matumbo wear for the Denver Nuggets? Ooh. 55. Man, I thought that one was going to trip him up. This is seen, incredible. He's seen that at a lot of crap parties. And <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, number no, no. 10. Which of the following teams are not, or actually following team, is not in the Southeast Division? Miami Heat, Indiana Pacers, the Charlotte Hornets. Indiana Pacers. Well done. I thought that one was hard too. So you have won two prizes. There's no way you thought those were hard. <laughs> I thought they were kind. They were medium. They're medium. All right, they get. They do get a little bit harder from here. Number eleven. You're going for the cooler here. You're going oh, for the cooler. Oh, Where is Chris Finch, an assistant coach? New Orleans Pelicans. Wow, we are racing through this. This is incredible. All right, this one is by far. This is a tough one. I think he goes out on this one. Number. What are we at? Let me. Is there well, a DraftKings live live prop? <laughs> Where did Calvin Booth attend college? Penn State. Oh my God, he got it! I think we're going. Did you know I this li- one? I listened Basically. to the pod. Listen, yeah, yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah you mentioned I mentioned that. So I didn't think anybody was listening. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm locked in, dude. Every day. This is incredible. Number thirteen. Oh my God. On opening night of the 2018 season, Nikola Jokic tallied a triple double without missing a single shot. How many points did he score? Thirty-five. Oh my, my goodness, God. this is incredible. I think we're going to do it. You know, you guys know this. I also think we covered this last night. Yeah, we did. That's why I, that's why I yeah. threw it in there to make sure people are listening. All right. Number 14, man, is the comments. What's the comment section? Are they rooting for him? Let's go. We only got two left. <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. Whose number 40 Denver Nuggets jersey is retired in the Raptors at Pepsi Center? Back. Oh, I know this one. Oh, he got it. We're on 15. I cannot believe this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think you're going to get it. This one's easier than the last one, if I'm being honest. For a cooler. Oh, my God. Now, I oh, this is some pressure. Cooler. I can't believe this. I can't believe it. Allen Iverson played for four NBA teams. Name all four. Oh, he's got this one. I got this one. Philadelphia 76ers. Denver Nuggets, Detroit Pistons, Memphis. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah. We did it! Oh. <laughs> they said it wouldn't be done. They said it wouldn't be done. And granted, they were kind of right. We had to, oh to make God. it easier each week. But you know, you know what? what? Those were not easy. I do not think that many people would have gotten this right. This is incredible. Incredible. Did it. A legendary performance. Uh, Deucey! I got it. Chill. Deucey. I, I mean, look. I'm feeling, I'm feeling energized. Wow! I mean, this, show the cooler again. Can you pull that up, Allie? It's on the yeah. other sheet. You have to go back to the uh, the hang other the one. Banner. Hang and the banner. You're right. We have to hang a Jill Ducey jersey now at the bar. And guys, I mean, uh, I think and we Miroslav got... was here. He didn't, he didn't need him, but look at this—the Rover cooler. Wow! I, I think we gotta Austin, give Texas. Uh, we gotta give him Harrison's job now, right? That's yes. Yeah. <laughs> <That's laughs> yep. That is incredible. Run. That Actually, is way, way, way too kind, guys. I will. He, I, I think he probably gets my job. Let's be honest. How sick is this? <laughs> This cooler though, and it's a Denver company. 
this rover. I think it's like a gorgeous thing. This is Thanks. incredible. I feel like yeah, we need no, to no. send something to uh, Miroslav though for being a great support. Even though he wasn't needed, a lot of people are saying the emotional support was more important. I mean, a lot of people. Just being on the call with Miroslav. That game you know, game. you know, he didn't, he didn't give me enough time just to say I got you, man. This one I know. <laughs> yeah. He would just go straight to the answer. Amazing. Yeah. I can't, I'm not gonna lie, guys. That was that really was an all-time performance. There was they, Drew put Didn't it up there pause. perfectly. Didn't even touch the net. Just honestly, just one thing it. like I love what you guys do so much. I would love to like buy someone that doesn't have a subscription, uh, a year-long subscription. I know you guys do that, so. Man. Uh, I would love to do that for the prize. So. We did not pay Connor for this appearance. <laughs> this is incredible. Thank you guys so much. Miroslav, this was a fantastic episode. You've been on twice now. I really, you're on the Mount Rushmore, man. You are, uh, you, you've provided so many interesting insights about not just Dayon, but I think about, you know, Serbian basketball, Jokic, all this stuff, man. Thank you so much for coming on again. It was great meeting you, dude. Really good. Miroslav, yeah. the first time we've actually spoken. The homie. Yeah. I love you, my yeah. man. My brother. <laughs> Let's go. Everybody else, thanks for tuning in. Stay on the line, both of you guys. um, And everybody else, have a great weekend. Stay safe. Do something good for somebody. We'll see you on Monday. Hey everyone, just a reminder to schedule your cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group and you're gonna get a free Sonicare toothbrush. And tweet at us when you go there, it's an incredible deal. You won't regret it. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.